which is why we're having this that huge influx of isekais. And I could not be happier. <laughs> I don't care if it's trash. I don't care if it's trash. Give me more. Give me more. Just, just I'm gonna open my I'm gonna open my mouth and just shove it down my gullet. As many isekais <laughs> just, as right, you can make. Get, get get that pie hole ready. Here it comes. Yeah. In conclusion, Dan is living in isekai heaven right now. Yeah, honestly, like even even a bad isekai is fun for me. Like even the ones where I'm like, this is a stupid trash garbage story, mm-hmm. and I'm mad that I'm watching it. I still have a good time watching. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like I was like, what's that plot again? A dude get goes back, goes into another realm, gets turned to a vending machine. Son of a bitch, I'm in. Hundred percent. Just a reminder: this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. Different series that require a spoiler warning will be in the description. Hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gaming Theater Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a brief history of isekai anime and storytelling style. Now, before we get started, I'm going to introduce a couple of the guests that we have with us that are going to help me out with the subject. Over here, I have with me, uh, to my right. Uh, hi, I am Ben. I am the El Penguin. And to me, hello, it's been a while since we've heard each other there, ladies and gentlemen. This is Steven, also known as Nibble Snarf. Hi! I'm Dean Dane, and I'm Isekai Trash. Now, before we get started, let's take a quick trip over to the Magical Merch Booth. Yay! <laughs> Here we are in the Magical Merge Booth, and unlike our normal Magical Merge Booth stuff, we, it looks like we just have a bunch of notes here left over from our host before. We just have a little bit of notes over here. And what these are is just letting everybody know what's kind of coming up. In November, there's going to be a large list of different charity events that are being ran by both uh, Gaming Theater and various people who are running the Gaming Theater, most of it for Extra Life that's coming up. Now, that being said, keep an eye out. We'll be sending out different uh, links and information to about each person's extra life plans, especially for D&D and for the Zombie Hand, and even one that's being ran by iGaming Theater itself. So keep an eye out for those. Yeah, catch you up with that at in X, or which formerly known as Twitter, and also on Facebook. We'll keep sending those messages and keeping them going. That being said, let's get back to the show. So on today's episode, we're talking about isekai and the storylines of isekai and basically how we're getting to how it's become big into anime and manga and various other things about isekai right now. So isekai in general, uh, its translation is literally to different world or another world or other world is kind of the general vibe you get from the translation. But isekai as a genre is not in a foreign concept. This has been around for millennia as written stories. So when we're talking about the definition of an isekai, it's legitimately you trialing to uh, you or the, in this case, the main character going to another world somehow. And 
that's the key is that the the biggest thing is that it's another world the most defining aspect of it is your sense of rules of how the world works does not apply here so like the most common trope for that is magic is a real thing now or stats or or such now if you want to know sort of the origin or the, the oldest oldest known isekai story it's debatable. The good portion of scholars out there that believe that the oldest known version of an isekai story is Dante's Inferno from the um, Divine Comedy. If you've never read it, which I have not, but I need to get back into actually reading it. However, there's a key thing that happens to the main character in there, Dante and Virgil. Virgil's a spirit. Dante has to sort of shed part of his mortal coil just to be able to go into the Inferno basically go into hell and as the story progresses going into purgatory and then later going into paradiso dante stops being human as part of this and that's all the after effect for that and it has that very famous quote that pop that you'll see once in a while that that's listed whenever anybody that's going in there which is abandon hope all ye who enter that should be on every isekai that should be all is every isekai that's just what you get that should be on the front door of my house. <laughs> We're all hopeless here. Don't worry. We have realistic goals. That's the thing. This is an older story, and it has an East Guy. Before then, um, a lot of mythologies and such, going into the, the idea of going into an underworld or into a place of death is that it is a physical spot. In Greek mythology especially, the River Styx, there is a River Styx that you can visit and such and in a lot of those mythologies some of these locations are actual locations or they're just part of places that are in the world for it so that being said though it's a well-known story where a person goes to another world but probably not the most famous the most famous one that comes up to mind sword art online <laughs> we'll get sorry. to sword art sorry. online later. sorry no it's not that. yourself now it, it's not that i'm sorry <laughs> it's not that but it I is just, important to this. i just thing. saw a punchline and i needed to take it <laughs> You hold your horses before we bring Sword Art Online down to where it should have been. Ah, uh, yes. The biblical text, Sword Art Online. Per permission to go to Dane's house and, and introduce him to an isekai. Denied, sir. Oh, Denied. Okay. You will hold oh. up. Hold. Right. And then Jesus, then Jesus gave to a kitty to, this is my body, and consume <laughs> it for those mad stats, bro. Get them gains. Flood. The blood thickens. I love it. Uh, but it's Alice in Wonderland, um, mm -hmm. the through the Looking Glass. That is the most famous Sky story, and it has all the tropes in there. She goes in there, falls asleep, goes to a whole other world to chase down a rabbit, and good lord, the, the rules not apply. It's all chaos, da chaos down there. Yep, I think in the original story, it is brutal too. Uh, I'm mad down here. Yes, in the original story of uh, Alice in Wonderland, it's a lot more horrific than let's be real here than the way disney painted it disney mm -hmm. painted it in like more of an innocent light but if you were to look at like american mcgee's version of alice that's more accurate and close to the original version of alice in wonderland so i don't disagree that it is an isekai story but i do wonder so if my memory serves at the end of the book i think she wakes in her home and is unsure if it was a dream or not correct that is absolutely correct. Which is interesting to me because I almost feel like, and I, I, I do agree, I do think it's an isekai, 
But I think there is also an argument that one could make that perhaps dream stories or what I'm calling dream stories, because I don't have another word for this, like stories in which the characters go through an adventure, but wake up, wake up and upon waking are not sure if it's real or not. It's all in a well, dream. Well, that would be lucid dreaming in a, in, yeah. in a nutshell. That's what that would be, because that's literally what lucid dreaming is. Is it really an isekai, or is it this sort of dream story? Is it another beast? Is, is it is it its like, own subjects matter? Yeah, that's kind of what I wonder, because we do see that as a trope a lot, right? Yeah, but... Because, I mean, I mean, if we do it like this, this would make every Nightmare on Elm Street movie and series an isekai. Because you're constantly... <laughs> So not no. Nightmare on Elm Street because they are physically in a in their world. Their dream is just another world. So there's so Isn't Alice in in our world. Well, that's true. Okay, so yeah. I guess they would like, be that, a that, type of that'd be the same thing because then because <laughs> like because even if their body is like here, their their mentality is still stuck in the dream world, which is still mm. like its own its own thing. Which is true. Yeah. Which also means that Newhart and um, Saint Elsewhere are both isekais. Mm-hmm. Is Inception an isekai? Actually, Inception would classify as an isekai, yes. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Oh. Yes. Hell uh, yeah. Inception, Inception would classify. They're either isekai or this dream story that I'm putting forth. I'm not sure where I fall anymore. I thought I had a grasp on it, but th- that is interesting to me. It's like the, the isekai path. Maybe you're going to sleep. Maybe you got hit by truck gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, I mean, I know I'm jumping the shark again, but, uh, or jumping the gun. I was confused. Yeah, I was you're jumping a shark. You're jumping, jumping a I'm jumping a gun like, shark. No, don't worry. We're doing great. We're doing great. I'm, I'm jumping jumping a shark gun. I don't, I'm maybe, not sure which. Maybe you're jumping truck coon. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. But like Inuyasha is really weird because she's awake and she goes back and forth between worlds. Yeah. Between yes worlds. and no. Yeah. Uh, so in that one, I wouldn't say that's not. I wouldn't call it Inuyasha more of an Isekai. I would call that more just time traveling. Because the events that happen are still a part, like, technically for an isekai to be a thing, it's got to be that they're going back into, uh, you know, they're getting teleported to another world altogether where all the rules of magic would not apply. But in this situation for Inuyasha, it was like she was just getting sent back to feudal Japan before, like, the age of, uh, the age of demons had died out and whatnot. So, like, while magic was still a thing and so were holy powers, I would say that's more time traveling because, they, like, you mm. still see the remnants of that there in... Like and even in Yashihime, when they and, and when the uh, daughters and of uh, uh, Sashomaru and uh, end up in the present, you still see the influences of the past from there. So I don't know if I'd call that one an isekai, but I would definitely call that time traveling. So do they confirm that that's actually a portion of like the past? Of yes, that's feudal. Okay, so then that's more of a time travel story. So yeah, that, that's why I would say. So let's let's break this one down a bit. So. Come down here before we get get crazier to the rest of this. Yeah, so yeah. when you before have... we go isekai to our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so when you have an isekai story, you're traveling to another world. The so it's different from our own. This is important because like you have to go through basically other dimensions. And the why, reason why that's important is because certain stories, like if it's physically you going to another world, Star Trek, not an isekai. Same True. with Farscape or or Star Wars. Because they all exist. Star Wars even has it in its intro. It's in a galaxy far, far away. It's here, just over there. Yeah, I mean, like, metaphorically speaking, right? Anakin is taken from a world in which he knows one style of living and one way of life. And he is thrust into a completely different way of living that mm-hmm. 
the path of the Jedi, right? I would say, yeah, but I would say that's more. I would say that that's more the hand of faith than it would be an Easter. Or like Hero's anything. Journey. So like, I think you're yeah. probably right, but I think it's a funny argument. Yeah. It is a funny <laughs> argument. But actually, I was gonna. I was actually gonna stop you, Leo, because you're actually technically wrong on the Star Trek aspect. Remember, species eight four seven two. They came from liquid dimension. They yeah. actually are in a different dimension. But okay. They're in a different dimension, but they, all the stuff is happening in our dimension. So, Well, they still go to that dimension at one point, though. They actually do yeah, end up but in liquid space. So. That's not the whole story of Star Trek. No, you're right. That is you're two not. episodes. You're... Two episodes I'm just saying, I'm just saying it does happen two in Star Trek. episodes, okay? perhaps? <laughs> Where where giant say, magical truck coon Enterprise style runs into Voyager, and I, I will say with Star Trek, yeah. you do get a lot of different types of episodes, right? There are a couple of times where they go to the hollow deck, and you have a murder mystery or like a a detective episode. So yeah, I think I think saying that Star Trek has some isekai episodes does check out to a degree. Having an isekai episode, an isekai storyline for your whole thing, two worlds of all right, all right. If, if that's the, if that's the hill you're dying on, then all right. Time travel also does not play into effect into this. You're still in the no. same world. You're just either earlier or later, depending on what the time travel story is. Well, I don't disagree, but I, I've been thinking about the Inuyasha problem in my yeah. head because Inuyasha is a problem in this one. It is. It, it, it is. is because while she is just traveling back in time, that is fact. That is a hundred percent factual. Actual, but the past she's traveling back to is different than the past that she was expecting, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, right now, if you took Dane and teleported me to, you know, feudal Japan or, like, colonial America, and there were, like, pterodactyls or whatever, <laughs> like, demons, I would be a bit shocked. Yeah. I'd be like, I didn't think we had those during the Revolutionary well, War. Pterodactyl that, riders. That or maybe what the scholars in Japan had been writing about the yokai and the onryos and whatnot had actually been true all along, and we just took it at bullshit value, and then all of a sudden, whoa, they were lying. As like turns sure, right, as like turns <laughs> out, the the cryptid tales were the actual history books. Yeah, exactly. like Paul Bunyan's out there just like roaming around, chopping wood. Yeah, like big giant man, big giant man chopping wood with a great with a great ox named Babe. Yeah. And then Abraham Lincoln with his vice president, Mothman. <laughs> they slayed the vampires, which is why we don't have them. Yeah. Yes. That's why there's no vampires. Exactly. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Thing. <laughs> but Mothman vowed to keep oh. it all secret. He's like, shh, no one tells about it, but shh, not even your wife. Love her. And then he flew off. And that was the last time he ever saw Mothman. I'm living for this fan fiction. For yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, vice uh, president, okay. Mothman. Penguin, you've been tasked to continue on with this. Yeah, AO3, <laughs> give us your AO3 channel. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll we'll plug it. We'll plug it at some point. Yeah. Okay, I am going to put down a few ground rules. I think 32, no, 34 rules for this should be fine. Okay. <laughs> 34, rule 34 has to exist. Yeah. You can't deny yes, that. It has to exist. Everyone make sure you go Google rule 34 L Penguin. Yeah, see what you get with that. And also support the uh, future only hands may pop out later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we're all here trying to pay bills. No shame. No shame on that. No shame. And no it's shame. like, so over, <laughs> don't forget Magical Mirth Boots. We also got the penguin. The sexiest of penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Before I lose it. But however, back to the isekai plot. That we're yeah, yeah, right, right. We're, we're derailed. Anyways. Sorry, we're derailed. Sorry, I was distracted Ugh. by penguin. Can you blame me? 
Can I blame you? No. I've seen the man. Will I blame you? Yes. <laughs> That's fair. So, noted. Noted. Facts. Um, Her so chef. Here, here's where we're at with the isekai thing. So the whole thing has to be, it feels super different from everything else. Okay. The parts of your aspects of your regular everyday life should be there. Wizard of Oz is an isekai story. Yep. Absolutely. 100% isekai. Um, let's see. Chronicles of Narnia is an isekai story, but Lord of the Rings is not. Because nope, Lord, Lord of the Rings, Rings is not an isekai. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Chronicles all, of Narnia, all... yeah. When Wizard of Oz, she wakes up in the end. Yeah. <laughs> and you were there, and you were there. But waking up for isekai is a total thing. But if I remember correctly, she wakes up with the red slippers at the end, so it still proves the point that it was an isekai. Or she had yeah. red shoes. Before she went to sleep, that's possible, but that was never specified. That's so we true. have to go off that assumption. We'll, we'll never, we'll never know because it was in black and white. Yeah, it's true. All, all I'm saying is, if I wake up from a weird dream, and the people in that dream are around me, and like the people that I see every day, I'm probably going to assume I didn't get isekai. I'm probably going to assume yeah. I had a dream about the people that I hang out with. But then you look down and realize, damn, you're some nice kicks. Hold up. I can't afford these. Yeah, I'm in Iowa or wherever the hell that story takes place. Kansas, I think, but yeah. Kansas, Kansas. Kansas. checks out. Same thing. Uh, If you're from Kansas or Iowa, please don't come for me. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, although that would be weird if that was the case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, You were there and you were there. And then I got these red shoes. Yeah, a house legit fell on May over there. The one started over. You just stole her shoes. Yeah. We weren't going to say anything, but we, we talked about it, and that's pretty messed up. That's yeah, pretty messed it's up, like, really. But, but, but Auntie Anne, Total was telling me the Kansas streets are tough out here, and you can't take no prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that right, Toto? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, isekai stories are not native to anime. It's, it's, it's been uh-huh. around for a while, and as you've even in apparently sitcoms and dramas can all take place in the isekai story. Uh, an entire season can be an isekai, as pointed out from oh, or even a couple episodes. Dallas, Dallas is famous for some, uh, for oh no, who shot this guy is dead. No, they have a whole season where he's just just asleep for a while, dreaming about this whole season. <laughs> and it is you in the case of it was all just a dream, ooh, oh. and that sort of thing. Is it a dream? Did it happen? That's an isekai. Did it not happen? That's a dream state. Next time you watch The Wizard of Oz, see if she's still got her shoes. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that's the moral of that. Report tale. report back to us in the comments. Yeah. Um, so we get into about the 80s, and then anime starts picking up, getting popular-ish. Uh, All right. Mm-hmm. But now this is where we start seeing the isekai uh, storyline in anime pop up. Now, here's where things get a little different. Isekais have especially in the case of anime and manga, have sort of weird timeline to it. There's old isekai and new isekai. And sort of the lines, the line right in the middle. So let me explain that. For the old isekai, this is stuff that happened around in the 80s and 90s. Inuyasha is a big one, which apparently we're still on the fi- trying to figure it out. Uh, Fushigi Yugi is another one. Yeah, Fushigi Yugi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, Escaflone is one. Because she gets transported to another world, and then there's knights and magicians, and oh, also mechs are a thing in bone mechs. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I actually forgot that was an isekai, but I haven't watched Jessica Flone in a seriously long time. Yeah, yeah, there's other stuff that happens, but no, she gets transported to another world. Yeah, they like don't ever touch on it. I think I think like that's the main quest for the first one is that like 
she's trying to find a way home, but not mm-hmm. trying very hard. <laughs> I want to go home eventually. Now that you said that, like, I actually imagine, I mer- now remember the girl, and I always thought that was kind of odd, because, like, when my first introduction to Jessica Flonia was the English dub of it that they aired on Fox here, mm-hmm. God knows how long ago, which was, hi, four kids. Hi! But I always thought that was really weird how it's like there's like this girl wearing modern day school clothes in this world of magic, sword and stone Mm -hmm. and you know yeah. Now now that you said that, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I I didn't think Yeah, I got introduced to the four kids. I'm like, all right, so that guy's a swordsman. I got that. She's from modern times. I'm 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 putting that there. What's the mech have to do with this? Where am I going at with this? Exactly. That was always the one that kind of threw me off, so but Digimon is in yeah. all of its interests. Yes. Digimon's hundred percent in this guy. Digimon was probably one of my favorite ones though too. I actually remember love like coming home from school and watching that. I actually enjoyed that show it's a lot. So good. Oh, it yeah. really is. And the fact that they're still doing Digimon, which is great. Right. And, and actually even now we've come full circle and we're back to the original Digigestance. We are. It's yeah. like now now they're all like grown up and stuff. It's so it's good. yeah, the fact that they actually like it's very rare that I actually love when they do something like that too. Where Generational. Like, yeah, the right. generational thing. It's like we saw them when they were just barely high school, or not even high school kids. They were grade school kids. Yeah, no, they were like ten, I think. In that, like, uh, no, they were like twelve or thirteen. They were they were actually like twelve or thirteen year old. I remember that. Mm, uh, but they weren't they, in high school. I knew that but they weren't they in high school. school. It was junior high, is what I was thinking. But technically, it would have been grade school for them over there. Um, but yeah, and then then here we are. Like you see them all grown up and whatnot. And you're like, damn. Like Pokemon actually did the same thing too, if I remember correctly. It's like Red is you know, uh, it reappears in the Hawaiian one. Oh, yeah. It shows yeah, up in a Sun and Moon because after yeah. you win the league, you go to this uh, battle tree. And, and you find Red. He's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, Red and Blue, you get introduced by them. And the very first battle you do before going to the battle tree is taking on Red or Blue. Yeah, depending which which version of the game you have. But anyways, not to get off track, but just shit like that I love. That, that sort of stuff so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So old school uh, East guys around this time frame would always be delving into magic as your big, how do you do? And all of them are done sort of like you're just transported to another world. Your main goal is to get back. You're transported to something else and stuff happens. Okay. Then, you know, we start moving over into time frame and you are getting into people experimenting with, you know, video games as a genre, but video games also being introduced as an isekai. So before started out online... Real quick, though, Leo. You've forgotten one. Oh, what? Tenji. Tenji. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tenji, Tenji Muyo. Muyo. Yeah. Tenji Wait, Muyo. Tenji Muyo is an isekai? Wait, which Tenji Muyo? Uh, so the Geminar, where he, leave, where he leaves Earth and, and goes into space in his cat rabbit spaceship yeah that actually that actually technically ticks off all the box for an isekai even though he doesn't yeah. like magically get transported uh, transport or anything like that or get hit by truck coon the fact yeah. is he's <laughs> the only human who ends up leaving the planet and going to this well tension space essentially that's mm-hmm. what more on geminar too i think yeah something like that that's a great one that you caught there Dane. yeah i had to stop for a second because tenshi moyo has a problem where it's what six different cannons yeah something like that it's, it's as convoluted as kingdom hearts just yeah. about <laughs> oh god uh let's be real here nothing can be as bad as that okay you're right you're right i'm, yeah. be, I'm being a bit hyperbolic but yeah. yeah hold up hold up fate stay franchise Ooh. i'm gonna you stop know, you on that one i almost feel like fate how makes many more sense. how many sabers and arthurs are there 
Well, uh, are, are are and are not related, uh, or the same person, uh, or not the same person. Nah, okay, so like that one's not technically an isekai, uh, obviously, but I mean the reason why that one, I, I'm gonna kind of step you on that one. Well, it's not really though; it's nobody gets transported to a different world. That's just these are people who who were his who, who were historic figures who died and then ended up coming back uh, to be summoned for battles. Their only purpose is to just fight these battles and then they disappear after that. So, but you I, do use their parts of their body to or their equipment mm, to summon them. I guess for them, they're the ones who are isekai. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, what does that mean? They're getting isekai at this point because like they died and then they woke up. I would say that's a reverse isekai. Then let's get their POV. Yeah, that's a reverse <laughs> okay. isekai. Because like I, I feel like we're starting to find the uh, loopholes and blurred lines of isekai. Because now I'm starting, I'm starting to think of like cartoons at this point. It was like, wait, do realms. And dimensions also count as isekais. No, a multiverse no. does not count as yeah. an isekai. That's just a whole different spot for it for itself. So the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon is an isekai. That one's an isekai. That's Dungeons an isekai. Yep. I almost forgot about that one. <laughs> so it was uh um fuck there's another one too that's that's technically an isekai. Uh Code Lyoko. That's also yeah. another isekai. Oh, yes. Yeah, Code yes. Lyoko is an isekai. Because yeah. the whole like the whole like cybernetic world was like its own thing, but Mm-hmm. Um, I was also remembering Chalk Zone. Yeah, that's another one. Yep, yeah, Chalk Zone. Yeah, like the literal world of chalk. <laughs> that apparently they can just influence with anything they erase. Everything's an isekai. Everything's an isekai now. Eh, everything's uh-huh. an isekai. Just, it's just a matter of, do you know where you're going to next? <laughs> Is heaven an isekai? I mean, it's it about to be. an isekai. It's a different realm. It's a different yeah, exactly. realm. The time I died and met God? <laughs> Coming soon to Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll, please sponsor us. But yeah, sorry. I mean, that'd be a hell of a sponsorship. I mean, that. I, know, I, know, I know another one I could, I could call out there. That's an isekai. That was American Cartoons, which is, uh, weirdly enough, Transformers actually would be an isekai. If you think about it. They're not from our world. They do come from a different location altogether. And then they have to travel across a dimension to get to us. But wouldn't no. that be kind of the same rules as Star Wars, where it's like, yeah, that's more of like an adventure just... distance? Because that, no, that feels like more so, of like yeah. an adventure style, because they're in the same like world universe, but it's just a, they're from a far distance. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I guess it'd only become an isekai when they did the crossover with G.I. Joe, because they weren't part of the same universe at that point. So yeah, oh, It my, is wait. kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Hold up. But since you mentioned the whole like G.I. Joe cartoons... Would this mean that the Ninja Turtles got isekai to each other's world? No, except for one case. So, I'll get to that. So, in every case of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they they are always a type of multiverse. Each story yeah. is unique from the other, and they are completely uh, multiverse. However, in almost every single iteration, Usagi Ojimbo goes from his universe of nothing but anthropomorphic animals and shows up with the turtles. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the isekai right there. Okay. That's a, the year so, isekai short story. So multiverse are non-isekais. Yeah, Correct. multiverse they're, is non-isekai. They're, isekai they're essentially just their own subjects. Because if we were to say like if we were to say like multiverses were an isekai, then you would have to uh, list off every single one of the Marvel films. At that point, oh, God, God. Man, fuck that. And no. not, not even that. It's DC alone has not only one but a bunch of different multiverses. Yeah. And I think to be fair, like some multiverses 
are isekai, but not every isekai is a, or not every multi, sorry, some isekai have multiverses, but not every multiverse is an isekai. Correct. Yeah, that'd be the best. No, way that for that one be the best way to go about it. Back to the subject line. So what happens is that at some point in in anime and such, you start getting introduced with the idea of an isekai going into a video game realm. Uh, Dot yeah. Hack was probably the big one. Oh, oh yeah. so good. And yeah, it still makes me, like, even though, like, Dot Hack is one of the big ones, it's still not one of the first ones. One of the first ones is the one I told you last night about, Leo, which was Secret of Evermore. That is an, that is an isekai, 100%. As a video game, yeah, that's an isekai. In Secret of Evermore, you travel from world to, uh, person's world to world to world to world. Yep, and your dog keeps changing every single time you go to a new world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worlds are different for it. So, yeah. Other things can have different isekais for it. But no, no. What I'm talking about is taking the idea of an RPG video game and putting it into an animated show that is also an animated show to show it as an isekai. What you're talking about is a video game that is an isekai. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hack is definitely the first one then to do it. I mean, if you want one that's just RPGs in general, back into the 80s when we were doing the Dungeons & Dragons uh, cartoon. True. So... This is where we start getting into other different isekais and such. And then if you go through the timeline, the next big one is Sword Art Online. Now, Sword Art Online technically isn't an isekai, but it fits so many of the tropes it gets slight. Out of curiosity, why, what, what disqualifies it from being an isekai? Because they're asleep. Yeah, but they are in dot .hack as well. Not dot hack. Only one person's asleep. Dot hack is actually they go in and out of that world on nonstop. They basis. log so, in, they go out. But yeah, yeah, so for the same rules that that sort of online counts is the same rules that dot hack and dot hack. Okay, because yeah, like Tsubasa, the main the, who I would call the main character of the original dot hack yeah. anime, Tsubasa. Yeah, yeah, is stuck mm-hmm. in the video game world. Yep. Yeah, they are stuck. For them, it's an isekai. That's an isekai for them, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're in, like, Sword Art Online, they're, even though... Everyone's tech, stuck. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but even though they're oh, they're all stuck, they eventually get out. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's because they have to, because they're all stuck, and they have to spend so much time in there, they're stuck in another world. Yeah. And yeah. that's what makes it sort of the grounding point for an isekai. But Sword Art Online be, uh, is considered the big major isekai for it, because this is where things turn. Now... After Sword Art Online, you start seeing different tropes and things for video games, and video games being adapted to to stuff. And then you have the modern isekais, which is what we have right now. So the reason why this comes up as a thing, it has to boil down to, to Sword Art Online, is Sword Art Online came in at a very particular time in anime. Light novels were starting to be converted from their original writings to anime. Sword Art Online just happened to be the most popular one. And since Sword Art Online happened to have this huge popular following, more light novels happened to be converted over. And so there's this thing with isekais where a lot of people think that isekais are not a good storytelling moment, and that's not true. We just got flooded with a whole bunch of them because isekai stories are very popular in the light novel genre. And light novels are being moved into anime, which is why we're having this that huge influx of isekais. And I could not be happier. <laughs> I don't care if it's trash. I don't care if it's trash. Give me more. Give me more. Just, just, 
I'm gonna open my I'm gonna open my mouth and just shove it down my gullet. As many easy guys as you right, can get, make. Get get that pie hole ready. Here it comes. Yeah. In conclusion, Dan is living in isekai heaven right now. Yeah, honestly, like even even a bad isekai is fun for me. Like even the ones where I'm like, this is a stupid trash garbage story, mm-hmm. and I'm mad that I'm watching it. I still have a good time watching. It's, it's... it's like I was like, what's that plot again? A dude get goes back, goes into another realm, gets turned to a vending machine. Son of a bitch, I'm in. Hundred percent. Well, I mean, like, and maybe maybe it stems from the fact that I too want to escape this world that we live in. Yeah. And and that sounds pretty all right. Like death video game. If that's the way it has to happen, I gotta hit, go. <laughs> hit by a truck. Well, all right. As long as I can guarantee that I'm gonna be transported. That's that's, that's the, the key. thing that makes I don't want to just be hit by a truck. Yeah, I don't want to die. Don't get me wrong here, but like. I will take getting hit by a truck if it means I can go learn magic in another world. Like there, there's got to be something in it for you, though, and it's yeah. like, listen, like listen, I'll take the pain if the travel expense is paid for. If you get my drift, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not interested in being isekai to heaven if it exists, right? Mm-hmm. But like you know, a magic world with elves and and whatever, like okay, that's kind of in. Let's do this. But again, it's the ticket price. I really want to make sure it's comped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so at this point, this is sort of how we generally come up with isekai from anime, is old isekais before Sword Art Online, new isekai is after Sword Art Online. And there's this big thing about isekai not being great, but realistically, that's just sort of an issue with trends, okay? Like, what was it? When Marvel started making money with their cinematic universe, there was like eight nine different cinematic universes getting pumped out or something like that and only like two are still around now yeah every, everyone had a multiverse for a while yeah oh god yeah at least everyone was trying to go for their own like yeah we call that big the multiverse universe, which is weird because the 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 monster verse the one from godzilla is the one that's still around <laughs> But the MonsterVerse one is one that still makes yeah. the most sense, though, because kaijus are always kaijus. And let's be real here. We all love the idea of just big-ass monsters wrecking shit every single day. <laughs> but you also have, like, Common Rider, who's a guy in a suit. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, he's just chilling. Like, you got the Eva unit, you got Godzilla, you got Ultraman, and then there's Common Rider. And he's like, I got a motorcycle. Let's do this. It's, right? It's, it's like, guys, I'm in this, too. And don't get me wrong. I love Common Rider, and yeah. I love that he's involved in that, but it does feel a little bit weird where it's like, Godzilla, this great beast that shoots lasers, Ultraman, a giant crime-fighting superhero, Eva Unit 1, an angel, maybe? And then it's like, this guy! <laughs> What's up? He rides yeah. a motorcycle. Yeah, He kicks things. And his coolness factors goes up infinitely. Uh, I saw somebody break it down once. He goes, like, remember when Halo and when Call of Duty 4 came out? It was a big thing. Remember the last really big first-person shooter? Eh. And the weird thing about that, too, is, like, it's not like it's first-person shooters ever really died out. They've always had a pretty No, they've always been around. But there used to be a time where the first-person shooters... Oh, we're shovelware, almost. Oh, yeah. Like, we're, we're like it, the thing. Well, you take games like Tech War, which, I mean, let's be real here, that was garbage first-person shooter. You take, um, oh, God, there's a whole slew of them. Postal, as much as I love Postals, Postals were bad, mm-hmm. okay? The Postal games were terrible. They're fun, but they were terrible. 
then you had like then you had the really good ones that are out there like uh fucking blood blood was a really good first person shooter obviously doom and duke nukem back in the day so they were classics but mm-hmm. then it's like anywhere in between you had to basically cherry pick what you wanted for a first person shooter were you into mechas then battletech was a great first person shooter mm-hmm. were you into horror then clive barker's undying was a great first person shooter but, but yeah, it's they, like they took yeah. aspects of it and mm-hmm. but there was a point and, and you'll see this whenever any big media becomes a trend at some point they're just going to it'll hit some kind of shovelware type thing going on mm-hmm. like isekai like isekai yeah um it's like well once they find that new latest thing that's popular it's like oh and now everyone's gonna hop on that boat and we're just gonna see who is gonna be the final survivors mm-hmm. i hope it's me oh what was it young uh, adult dystopian novels when hunger games yes. came out yeah, oh my god because what was it it was that there was also Ju- divergent 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 jupiter's fall one jupiter's fall yeah, yeah. jupiter's fall ready player one that was another mm. one okay. although that uh, also also ready was, player one could also be argued as Zisekai too but yeah that's mm. true uh was ender games one ender game was one yeah ender game was, another. Ender game was an much older book though yeah, it's in a much older book, but it still was like it came around the same time that it started to happen. It got so it like, re-released. Again. It got re-released. Yeah. Is what happened? That and it was like my time has come. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. Yeah, Ender's Game just, has been just, around since I believe it was originally written in the seventies, though. Yeah, it's been around a it's while. Around a but while. but the fact is though, it's like it got it got re-released. Then it got a then it got a movie, got a, got yeah, a movie that... novel, yeah, a movie for it and all mm-hmm. that jazz. Like it, it only happened because this trend yeah. took off. And the yeah. author was like, "Oh, hey, I have a way to make some additional money. Let's let's re-release <laughs> Ender's Game. Let's get a movies deal out of this sucker, and then move on." Same thing could be argued about like uh, same thing could be argued about the trend of like Five Nights at Freddy's, where you saw nothing but shovelware copy. Uh, copy oh yeah, face of Five Nights at Freddy's. The amount of those ones, those shock ones, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, stay, stay tuned for our shovelware podcast <laughs> coming out soon. Oh boy, I'll be ready Get for that shovels one. for that one. So yeah, but that's the thing. It being a trend is just a trend. That's that's all it is. Everyone hopped on the bandwagon way too fast on that. And now we have that. But isekai as a storytelling, a lot of my favorite stories have been isekais. Like one of my favorite ones is uh, actually a British show that only ran for one season, and they had an American version of it called Life on Mars. Dude hmm. literally gets hit by a car and then it goes into another world, which everything is 1975. That's awesome. I've never heard of that. Yeah. It only ran for the British one ran for one season. The American version ran for two seasons. And the guy, which was really cool take, which I wish they, they kept up. So in most Isekai storylines, uh, they realize they're in another world and they gain different abilities and su- uh, such. So you have your Isekai tropes where in old school isekai, people would go into this other realm. They don't get any other special cool abilities. They just have to adjust to this other realm. And they know that they, since they've gone here once, there should be a way to get back. Okay? And that's the majority of a lot of their plots for old school isekais is, I need to get back. And one of the tropes in that is that they have um, an OTP, they start falling in love, and a bunch of stuff out of it. In Life on Mars, which is one of my favorites, is because he's a detective and he spends half the time trying to figure out what happened to me to be isekai. <laughs> he's got like a chalkboard list of, did I get abducted by aliens? Did I get kidnapped by the government? <laughs> the only thing he's like crossed out is, did I have bad food? No, because this would have ended by now. 
And so, like, he has all these things, this list, and he's dealing with a mystery while it's a procedural cop show at the same time. It, it was one of my favorite shows, and I popped into it for a little bit when while it was on. But then there's been this trend in modern isekais where things have been starting to not die down in isekais as a genre, but get better. We are recognizing the same isekai tropes, especially for modern isekais. You have a male protagonist, goes to another world. A lot of times they were kind of failing something in their life in the regular world shows up on the new world and this skill or ability that they have typically playing rpgs and dating sim games is something that they can translate here and it becomes a useful skill yeah yeah but then you have a bunch of characters who are just sometimes just crazy overpowered for some reason but it's a big power fantasy for a lot of writers yeah yeah i end up a problem in some cases and if you listen to our thing that's on superman the biggest problem with having a superman based like character which is really really powerful isn't the way that you of his powers it's how you write them to make it meaningful for it mm -hmm. given the person their power to basically be invincible means absolutely nothing there's no point behind that that that's, at that point you're literally just power fancying the story and it's just not that interesting mm -hmm. like, at that point they're just strong for the sake of being strong I definitely think with a lot of characters, uh, the power fantasy is understandable. Oh, right? yeah. In that, like, you know, who wouldn't want to go somewhere where they are, you know, they are the hero of legend and everyone is super invested in what they're doing. They feel mm -hmm. important. They feel a sense of purpose. They get some special abilities that make them different than others. I mean, that's something that I think a lot of oh, people... Yeah really vibe with it'd be unreasonable um, to say that that'd be the you know that that would be wrong because that's not wrong that's very yeah, true a lot of we people, all want to feel special and well, everybody wants to escape reality so escaping mm -hmm. reality sometimes be that mm -hmm. just what you just said dane that's just yeah. how it is that's that's an escape that's why we play video games that's why we turn god mode on and doom and rip and tear demons until it's done <laughs> yeah exactly you know like there's there's a number of reasons, you know, and, and it is cookie cutter, and I don't mean to say that it's not, right? Yeah. A lot of the same tropes you see in a lot of different anime, both old and new. Mm -hmm. um, but I, for some reason, I don't know, maybe it's just because of, of my own desire to mm -hmm. see the world and explore different places and make lasting relationships, whether they are platonic or not, uh, really just kind of, I don't know, vibes with me. Yeah, you know? it resonates. I, yeah. I get the feeling. I mean, I haven't seen the world myself, but I feel like I've got some pretty lasting relationships with people from across the world. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I get the vibe. I get the understanding of it. Yeah, so I like, totally yeah. understand it. Unfortunately, when you have a ton of writers all getting animes that are all being based upon the light novels, and isekai is a very popular genre, which has a lot of the same tropes, so they all do that. It, it just gets old. Mm-hmm. It's old. Overdone. That being said, though, I believe even this year, like some of the best anime that came out are isekais it's true i know i've been hooked to a jobless um jobless reincarnation jobless reincarnation jobless reincarnation i'm trying to remember the rest of the title of that Mashoku Tensei. Tensei. yeah thank you Masha, yeah production team that wanted to do this wanted to dedicate it so well that the production team has one anime that they're working on and this is it yeah that's great yeah that's how you know it's getting all the love in the world Mm -hmm. But then uh, apparently there's an anime about I went to another world and they uh, and I'm here with my cell phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> I have yet to watch any of it, but from what I've heard, not the greatest that's out there. Well, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the characters can be mm -hmm. you know cookie cutter, right? Where right. like 
you have a, a dark-haired, masculine-presenting protagonist who goes to a world where everyone falls in love with him. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, it doesn't matter if he's got a cell phone, if he's got the dragon sword of legend, or if he's, you know, the most powerful mage in the world. Like, you, you whatever situation they find themselves in, it doesn't matter because they are the hero and they are, by and large, the same. You could, for a lot of these shows, you could take the protagonist from one show, pull them out of that show, and put them into a different one, and there would be very little change. You know, that's actually funny you say that, though, because then you have that, and then you have what I like to call, and Leo knows what I'm about to say, the reverse isekai. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. you have where you have isekai Oji-san, where the main character is not good-looking in any way, shape, or form, and is treated as such. So, he's not that masculine character. I mean, he still gets kind of a harem, but he doesn't even understand he has a harem because he did it because if you follow the plot of the story, he basically gets hit by a truck coon as a kid, gets <laughs> sent to this other world, and he thinks all of it is kind of like, because he doesn't understand the concept of, of uh, Yandere, he doesn't understand the concept of harems, he doesn't understand the concept of any of that, because he was truck coon before all of that became popular in anime format. So, in that world, everyone thinks he's the ugliest son of a bitch they've ever seen. They all call him an ogre. They try to kill him every time he goes to because of how ugly he is. And he ends up getting like his own no. kind of harem. But only because he just helps them out just for the sake of just like, I just want to help this out because I don't want to deal with this problem. So I'm just, I, I'm going to do this. I don't want to deal with this problem. <laughs> don't, don't kill me. I swear I'm just ugly. Yeah, but everyone thinks he's an ogre. They actually will just call him an ogre, even though it's just a, this really ugly dude. And the battle, the beautiful part about that, though, is like, and the reason why I call this reverse isekai is because he ends up coming back from that world he got isekai to. Because, and as I was telling Leo about this too, the theory is it, I haven't seen the last episode yet, but if I remember correctly, he ends up dying in that world. And as a result of dying in that world, he gets sent back to our world and wakes up from the coma that he was put into by Truck Coop. And he carries all that magic and all that power from that world over to our world. So it's like, he has all that. But the part that I loved about this show so much was this, this was just a normal dude. Just a normal kid who enjoyed everyday lifespans and whatnot. And the first, his first question to his nephew when he comes out is, who won the console wars? <laughs> <laughs> Literally his first question. Because he wanted to know if Sega won the console wars because he was a Sega fanboy. And the best part about all this is that Sega endorsed the show because of how much of a Sega fanboy this character was. Oh, my God. Love like, it. Like, it, it's a great show. I actually love it a lot. It's a very good show, too. And the part I love about it is, like, the main character is, like, he's got that he's, – he's got the harem tag on him. You know, it's like he's he's got a harem and whatnot. But he's not a douchebag about it because he's just so fucking oblivious. Like, when all the girls are interested in him, he doesn't even have a clue. He gets shit-faced drunk, and one of the girls thinks that, like, because the woman he, uh, not even realizing that he proposed to, because, again, he gave her a ring and told her to hang on to it because he was going to sell it for later. She thought he was proposing, because in her custom, that's what that was. I mean, in anyone's custom, that's what that technically. But because, again, it's one of those, like, hey, this guy was isekai as a kid. This is the whole concept. Like, he had the, uh, the brains of a child, so getting into this new world and growing up in that world, he didn't understand anything about that. So ends up coming back, and then you see like the memories and whatnot. She get he gets shit faced drunk, and she takes him home. And this is the Yandere girl, by the way. So she takes him home. Um, I, I, wait, which one is the one where they're? Is it Sundari Yandere? The one the Sundari is the one where like it's not like a, it's not like I like you or anything, Paka. That's Sundari, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. So she's the senior yeah, yeah. girl. Sorry. Okay. Y- so yonder, yeah, yonder is will literally kill anyone to make sure. Yeah, she's not yonder, and then she's sundari. So she's sundari. See, I, I I get my terms wrong. I apologize. Like, oh, no flame flame me on the podcast for that one, there, ladies and gentlemen. Get in the but comments. Give, mm-hmm. get get in the, the comments. But anyways, um, attack him. But the whole entire time, it's like the night that she thinks that he's finally going to, you know, like uh, actually solidify their relationship. It's because he's shit faced drunk, and she doesn't understand that she's shit faced drunk. So he thinks that she thinks that he's just massively flirting with her because he's bringing her home, back to his hotel room, or yeah, to his end room, and then he just shuts the door on her and goes to sleep. And so it's like, Hell yeah. yeah, it's like it made me laugh. It's like it's like it's terrible, but it made me laugh because it didn't follow the fucking trope, you know. Mm-hmm. And that is something we definitely see more so these days, right? Where like. Isekai has been a genre for forever, basically, even outside of anime and now inside of anime as well. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. we, you know, we have now seen such a point in which Isekai has become so prevalent and so commonplace and has been happening so often that now you're getting these genre breaks, right? Where, oh, well, this is an Isekai, but this character's got a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Or this is an Isekai, but he doesn't follow any of the Isekai tropes of the yep. main character. Um, and I think that's interesting. I, I think a lot of those are fascinating because they're just out there trying something different. Which I like. Me too. That's the reason why I loved it. It was 100% different. I think that's the main reason why I fell in love with that anime. And I recommend it to anybody. It's a great comedy. Is The Devil is a Part-Timer, is that also like a, also a reverse East Kai? Uh, yeah, yes. Come here? Yep. Yeah, I think, I think it is. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on if you consider hell a part of our world or not. But <laughs> it's like, I mean, we did say heaven again. Heaven doesn't isekai, so it's like, why would hell classify? Yeah, and it's like I got shot in the face. That was meaning God, and then Lucifer appeared. Coming soon to Crunchyroll. Yeah. <laughs> hell, hell is the worst isekai. If you ask me, that sounds terrible. That is the that is like, is the terrible isekai. A, a, whole, a whole last dimension. Now, um, if you're ever wondering, and I did do the research for this one a bit, where you keep getting these long titles for like these these series for a good portion of them. That's mostly because they're based off of light novels, and light novels have long titles. From what I could find, it's essentially the literary version of clickbait. Yep. If it can describe what's taught a lot, you're like, maybe I want in on this. I'm so glad you brought this up, Leo. My I can't say favorite because I've not read it or watched it, but in 2021. There was a light novel that was released whose title is 196 pages long. Oh my god. And funny enough, it's an isekai. And if I may, I would like to read just a portion of this title. Have have the podium, yes. sir. Here's the well, mic. Enjoy. Uh, I mean, Let me Dear listeners, my fellow podcast uh, podcasters, buckle up. <clears throat> I gotta mute myself for this. My life is just as wrong as I expected after traveling to another world where I'm surrounded by cute girls at a magical high school, and I'm also the fabled hero of legend. But before I tell you that story, I have to tell you this story, in which I was walking along with my unbelievably impossibly cute younger sister who doesn't like me at all, and she said to me it was my fault she wasn't popular no matter how she looked at it, as we walked to school together, 
and we stopped to look at a garden which had a flower whose name I don't remember, when suddenly a portal opened up to another world, and when I landed in a field and my face was buried in the largest pair of boobs I'd ever seen. And my sister hit me and called me an idiot while blushing. But then the girl I landed on saw the birthmark on my hand and gasped, and she grabbed my hand and I blushed, uh, but she started dragging me away and my sister got mad and chased after us and I asked where we were going and she said she was taking us to Grimheart Magic School where she was the school president and then I gasped because I was now in a magical world and when we got to the school which was a giant castle I asked the girl what her name was and she said it was Akane Yusha which I thought was a tad strange since she had blonde hair and blue eyes and the entire aesthetic of the school seemed very ancient European but I forgot about all of that when she told me that we needed to see the headmaster because she had been taught that the mark on my hand was a symbol of the reincarnation of the legendary dragon hero of legendary literature, and I said that was a cool thing to be taught because at our school, the only book we learned was about was Atlas Shrugged, and she asked what that was, and I told her I was the book, or it was the book our society based its philosophy on a speech from, and she asked me to recite the speech, which I did, and the speech went, quote, for 12 years, you have been asking, and then it trails off. Uh... <laughs> It continues. It continues. But that's a little of the synopsis there for you. Uh, and you now know the beginning of that story. So you're welcome. Enjoy that. Holy crikey. You know, I, I feel like the best clickbait bar- part of that thing is just right off the bat is like, before I start with this story, let's start with another one. <laughs> to be honest, I kind of want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that right there is like the equivalent of, I'd like to know how to make chicken cordon bleu. And yet, but first I need to understand the trauma that you went through to give me this fucking recipe. All, all those online recipes, a hundred percent. This is exactly the, that version of that. And like this story sounds like it's going to be rote and maybe terrible, but I'm interested. I'm interested. And that's the selling point. Am I interested? Where are you going at with a hundred and ninety-six page of this? Yeah, God, this is beyond a run-on sentence. This is what this is. Yeah, no, it's all commas. Honestly, it's all commas. and oh. this is, of course, this is, of course, the English translation of the Japanese. So I'm sure that there may be some things that are missed in translation. Mm. Uh, in case anyone wants to try to find this, the author's name is Yuta Tanaka, uh, and they, what do they short it to? Title is abbreviated as Nagai Tatoru. N-A-G-A-I-T-A-T-O-R-U. That is a name. That yeah. is a name. Here's the great thing. Is it a spoiler? It's no, because it's the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the title now. If you spoil your entire novel in the title, <laughs> is it still a spoiler? <laughs> Can you imagine being in a bookstore and being like, oh, I wonder what that's about? You read the title, like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a book that's never sold because they just get the story from the title itself. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's kind of nice. You read and you're like, oh, cool. Oh, Thanks. cool. How big is this book? 197 pages. How big is the title? 196 pages. So good. Yeah, that is so, so brilliant. So good on that. So that's my sort of hot take of the of the history of the Isekai anime storytelling style. It's not a bad style. We've seen it uh, time and time again, and we won't stop seeing it. Your quality of your story varies in, in things, but... I think, honestly, now is a good time, which is a weird way to say it since Isekai has been around as a major anime thing for like, what, 10, 15 years? Yeah. And I think now-ish is a good time to get into it because the quality has been a lot better. I actually would argue a little bit longer than that because if you want to get right down to it, Isekai has been around a little longer. um, Because if you think about it, like one of the first like worldwide known Isekais is actually Spirited Away. Yeah. 
That's true. That's true. Okay. Fact. Yeah. So I mean, like, if you want to get right down to it, if you want to argue, if you want to argue, or at least you know, split the mm-hmm. split the details on the hairs, that would hundred percent be like the first worldwide known and actually accepted isekais out there. Yeah. So um, let me let me take back what I said partially because I can do that. And that's my rules. Um, it's your podcast. I mean, you know, we're 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 <laughs> so, merely nothing more than puppets on the stage dancing for the uh, for the. Uh, you know, this is my puppet master. It's not great, yeah. but it's mine. At the um, end of the day, remember, he could always just fix it in post. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we're so, not going to do that because we're not cowards. So yeah. with, we'll see. Um, with that <laughs> being said. Um, and it's like, you're not a coward. Yeah. I'm going to say that, like, you want to pick and choose your isekais. Kind of like when yeah. you want to pick and choose your, your books. There's some that you're going to be drawn to some that you're going to enjoy, and there's just going to be ones that you're not going to click with. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a very fair thing. And that, if, if you've listened this far, and I don't know why you, you would have if what I'm about to say is true, and you just don't care for Isekai, that's fine. Thank you for listening this far, by the way. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, but if you, if, you don't, if you don't like Isekai, if you don't like the genre, you think it's boring, it's, it's repetitive, uh, whatever, that's fine. That's 100% okay. However, I would I would challenge you to maybe try some ones that are a little bit more genre breaking, mm-hmm. right? Uh, your boy Kong Ming is a reverse isekai, I would yep, say. I agree. Um, but it's a a Chinese general, uh, sorry, tactician, not technically a general, uh, gets transported to our world and has to live with a uh, DJ, an EDM artist. It's hilarious. It's I, I, I want one in now. <laughs> it's so good. Honestly, it's really, really good. I, um, I actually love your boy Kong Ming. That's one I've really enjoyed a lot of. Yeah. You know, if you want something a little bit more close to like a video game RPG genre, you know, and, and Dot Hack Sign's a little bit too boring and Sword Art Online is too everywhere, give Log Horizon a shot. Like there's there's likely, oh. likely a Isekai or or even just an anime out there for you. Mm. There's so many of them there. Uh, one of which, which I didn't even um, think about until now. Uh, I have to get the name. I always confuse it with a Yoasobi song. Mm. Um, Racing into the night. No, that's, that's the Yoasobi song. <laughs> see, <laughs> see? See? Here we go. We can fix it in post, but we're not cowards unless we are. And then we will. Um, <laughs> Don't don't think about it too much. There's our title for our isekai. There you go. Call of the night. Yeah, it's Call of the Night, in which a a, a kid in our world sort of leaves the world of daytime. He drops out of school and he meets a vampire, and they explore the world of the night. So it's like it's one of those like weird happy isekai, right? Where he's not going to a different world; he's still on Earth, but he's exploring a different facet of our of our world. So like anything out there. Yeah. You can find a show that you might enjoy. But mm-hmm. if you don't like Isekai, that's okay too. Oh, yeah. And yeah. You, maybe you want to go back a ways. I know at some point, because I, I swear Four Kids has ruined this for me, and I need to see if it, uh, tw- check it out again to see if it's much better. Escafloni. They, yeah, yeah it's, they, it's been fixed. Like four <laughs> They kids. fixed it. In post, because it was got, fixed. Four it, kids. It was fixed. Four <laughs> kids. But yeah, no, that like you actually could go back and watch that again because yeah, there's uh, um, not four kids. I forgot who did pick it up uh, afterwards. Um, but yeah, it, it got fixed in post. So, I, I will say, the four kids dub 
opening of One Piece is yeah. way harder. Is way harder than it has any right being. That thing is amazing. <laughs> of all the butchering it did for the One Piece series, is like, hold on, we gotta do something right with it. What if we made an opening that slapped? Yeah, it's so good. Have you any of you all seen? Uh, speaking of isekai, Mar M A R. It starts. It stands for Marchin Awakens Romance, which is a weird title. This was back in like the the aughts, the early two thousands. Um, and I think it's done by the same dude who did, oh God, some other really popular show. Maybe uh, Groove Adventure Rave, Rave Master. Rave Master. Okay, I remember Rave Master. Um, I think I think it's the, uh, the same guy, but I'm not a hundred percent on it. But yeah, that's an isekai. It's it's fun. It's mm-hmm. an adventure show. So the main character gets transported from our world to theirs, and then goes on an adventure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. I don't have a whole lot more to say on this isekai, but before we we close it out, I, if you were to recommend an isekai for somebody, sort of which way would you go? Personally, um, I would go with the Jobless Reincarnation because that's the one I got introduced to, which is now fueling my need to get to other isekais and checking them out. But that's because it's so... Um, one of the key things about it is the person's trauma that they have when they had when they were on earth never goes away and everybody in that world has problems it, it just gets kind of uh you still have to deal with your with your stuff dude like he starts off having agoraphobia and like the first couple of episodes is him trying to leave the house or leave his yard i mean to be fair leaving the house is mm-hmm. is difficult oh yeah oh also wait before we get into those ones i want to say um truck coon Honestly, yes. it's just the quickest way to get there, okay? Uh, like, there's other ways to go to another world, but Truck Coon will get you there quick. Truck Coon's got a high, it's got a high kill-death ratio. So just think about that. Hold up. Hold up. So since Dan wasn't around, I was talking about it. Yeah. So I don't know if you heard of this manga series called Isekai Transporter. Yes. Yes. Where Truck Coon is the main character. Uh-huh. It's about time. Truckoon deserves some it's spotlight. Like, it's like Truckoon's always just been like on the side, only like usually what, what only needed for the first episode and mm. then discarded after the disrespect. No, no, everyone. So Isekai Transporter is about truck drivers and their entire job to hit people with their trucks and send them to Isekais. There is a whole point ratio for who they end up hitting on all that. So it's very important on who they get. <laughs> Honestly, now some of these isekais, I'm, I'm wondering just like how many points were you worth, or what what level mm. of bullshittery did it take to like make yeah. this person in particular go to an isekai? Because I still can't help but think of, I'm like the dude who, and it's a, I'm only keep bringing it up because I'm still currently watching it. The time like the guy that got reincarnated as a vending machine. Mm-hmm, and I was mm-hmm. like, I wonder what were the job circumstances he had to figure out to think, all right, so I don't hit him with the truck. I hit him with what's in my truck, but it's got to happen around this right curve around here. I got this. <laughs> I love it. Oh, isn't there an, uh, an isekai now that is uh, someone gets reincarnated into the hot springs for a hot springs episode? I know that's a thing now. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that, that sounds right. I don't know if I've seen it, but that yeah. that sounds right. But yeah, uh, 
taking a nap really or getting hit by a truck are the two biggest ways to get into another world, I guess. Yep. Um, Dun- uh, Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. It was let's take a uh, let's take a, this uh, uh, roller coaster. Uh huh. And it's like, man, it, you're the thousandth customer. Really, that's that's how that's the way my brain interpreted it. Thousandth rider, better send him to the other world. I know we've talked about this before, but I, I have to as the, as a D and D nerd, I have to point this out. They fight Tiamat the first episode. Mm-hmm. Tiamat's for those of you who don't know, a big old dragon lady. She's like Queen of Dragons. Yeah. Uh, not really appropriate for a first level party. <laughs> so here's the thing that I'm thinking of now. The Dungeons and Dragons crew, because there's a second episode, so they make it out of that. They do. Probably could take on a lot of other Isekais on their first day. Yep. No, I mean, now to be fair, they don't beat Tiamat, just for the record. <laughs> they but yeah. they you don't beat Tiamat. Tiamat. Get, yeah. Still, pretty high praise for getting through Tiamat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so are we going around and saying what? Yeah. If you were okay. to send somebody who never wanted, never saw anything in the isekai genre, what's a good isekai for them to go through? Mine's Jobless Reincarnation, and that's mostly if you are somebody who's against a lot of anime tropes, this works pretty well for you. Dibs last. Dibs last, okay. And Ben, what do you got? Uh, there's not many isekais that I do personally watch. I just keep getting recommended honestly i keep getting recommended and interested so i always look more into the series but not the series itself <laughs> although i did just while looking through my list didn't realize an example of a reverse isekai is miss kobayashi's dragon maid yeah because yeah i because i now just remember that la all those dragons are from a whole different universe and they just came over here and thought yeah I should That's serve cute... you. It's like, it'd be fun. I don't want to terrorize villages. I just want to make you dinner and tuck you into sleep. Like, that's a... That's a cute show. It's a cute show. Like... I like that show. Same. <laughs> All right. Steven? I got two. Okay. So, I'm, I'm going to spout this one. I'm also going to hit you with the flashback on this one here, because one of them is, uh, I think it was a late 80s American film or 90s film, but Masters of the Universe. Oh, yeah. That's an isekai. That's an isekai. That's an isekai. On both actually, sides. On both sides, which I just, I'm putting that out there. Uh, that's actually a recommendation I would make that, too. So if anybody's never seen that, like, you want a cheesy American-as-fuck isekai based on He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, watch that. That's one right there. Yeah, but for me, it is... If you're wanting quality, no. This that, is a, that is not it. No. but it's film round and round. It's a good throwback a couple beers film. Unless you're a kid, <laughs> don't throw back beers. Not in until the your same age. vein, is, is the Super Mario Brothers movie an isekai? Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> so yes, here's it is. We, we, we all agree here, totally isekai. No, so both Super Mario movies, the new one and the original one from the 90s, are both isekais. Yep. Amazing. Well, Mario has always been an isekai. Like, yep. There's no arguing about that. Mario started off in a, like working on a pipe, ended up in the Mushroom Kingdom. Boom, isekai right there. Yeah, don't so get any more fucking isekai than that. <laughs> um, but the other one I have, though, is, uh, of course, like, you know, isekai immersion breaking, which would then again, like what you were talking about, uh, isekai oji-san, uh, uncle from another mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. That would be my recommendation if you want a comedy based off that. That's a good one. All right. Dane, I believe it's your turn now. Okay. Uh, you can have gonna, a few if you want. I, I Whether you gave me that power or not, I was going to take it. <laughs> but thank you for heading me off of the past. You've got me. Um, so to kind of bounce off the uh, opposite of what, what, you know, the geek Scorpio said, 
If you want nothing but anime tropes in your isekai, Recreators, R-E hyphen, or not hyphen, uh, colon, Creators, is a show about a bunch of different mangaka whose creations come to life. So you've got your, like, punk uh, school kid, you've got your knight, you've got your mage, you've got your mech warrior, you've got your magical girl. It rolls a whole bunch of different genres into one, and, and kind of in... um not sword art, uh, fate's day. They like duke it out. They, they have a whole bunch of fights. They make alliances. There's an old detective with a gun. Like it's, it's very interesting. I really enjoyed that. Um, if you're looking for something fantasy based, but it's a little bit more serious where kind of consequences matter. Uh, Grimgar, a, uh, tale of fantasy and ash. I think it's called, uh, uh yes. Grim, Grimgar will get you there. Um, is very good, very sad in some parts. So if you're not feeling the sad vibes, maybe, maybe hold off. But if you're not feeling sad vibes and you want, you know, humor, your boy Kong Ming, I mentioned, but also Konosuba, both of those very funny animes, very not serious at all. Very tropey, very ridiculous. (laughs) And then if you're wanting more of like the video game take where you want to see fantasy action with great fight scenes and also some, some comedy here and there, uh, I would either recommend Overlord which is a good oh, one. Overlord is one I've been um, And Log Horizon. Honestly, in my opinion, I love Dot Hack. I did enjoy Sardart. I know it, I know it's not good. I know it's not. <laughs> but I did enjoy it. To be the first one the first season especially. Like I did enjoy it. I have my issues with it like everybody mm-hmm. else does, but it, it's like popcorn. It's it's, it's like a, a crappy movie, right? I pop some popcorn, I eat my popcorn and like I turn my brain off. That that's that's what I use Sword Art for. But if you want something like Sword Art Online or Light.Hack, Log Horizon is my go-to. They have a job system, kind of like Final Fantasy XIV. There's a lot of interesting creatures, some of which will be familiar, some of which won't be. Uh, the main character is a wizard, so you kind of get away from the swordsman trope a little bit, but there are swordsmen present. It's it's real good. I could go on. <laughs> I, I'll cut myself off there. But like, if you had to choose one of those recreators, I think is one of the more interesting mm-hmm. because it does combine all of those tropes into one show. There was one I was trying to remember. It has like a um, witch or wizard who's does has a big explosion spell, but that's all the only thing that she knows how to that's do. That's Kodosuba. That's yeah. Kodosuba. Yeah, no, Kodosuba yeah. is. I I actually Mega did Man. watch that. That is that is a good mm-hmm. one. Yep, Mega means a demon. She only knows one spell, and it makes things explode. It's it's hysterical. She can only cast it once a day, too. So. Yeah, I got one move. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. I'm good. It's like what do you do? I make big boom, and and then that's it. That's my whole job. That's what big I boom, do. Once, once a day. <laughs> big boom once a day. So yeah, that in itself is about it as far as that goes. What, what? You, uh, we would like to know what's your favorite isekai. Mm-hmm. Let us know in the yes. comments. We'd what love is, to talk about it. Yeah, let us know what they are. Let us with those comments, and that way we can check this out. Our next episode will be available October sixth, and if things go right, that one's going to be about fashion and Final Fantasy. Oh, right. let's go! Oh. Outside down. of that being said, thank you everybody for listening to Gaming Theater Podcast, and this is Gaming Theater Podcast logging off. Bye, everybody. Later. Ciao. Have a, have a good one, everyone. If we're logging off, does that mean that we're going out of our isekai, or are we staying in the isekai? Oh, no. We're, we're getting isekai to the real world. No. I think what really matters is go be the isekai trash you want to see in the world.
Yeah, I don't. I don't think Truckoon's going to hit me, but I do think Truckoon brought me dinner, so I better go down there before I uh, before Mrs. gets mad at me for being up for too long. All right, bye as I go everybody. downstairs before you get hit with Truckoon. That's right. <laughs> All right. That being said, bye everybody. Bye. Later. Have a great one, everyone. Ciao. Gaming Theater Podcast is hosted, created, produced, and edited by Leo Garcia, the Geek Scorpio. Our music is A Drinking Game. Stock media provided by Stormwave Audio slash Pond5. Our cover art is by Adam Parker. You can find him at ParkerGFX on Twitter. If you want to send us some money to help with these episodes, you can do so at Patreon.com slash Gaming Theater Presents. Want to send support that doesn't hit your wallet? Please leave a review with wherever you hear your podcasts and share our podcast with your friends. It really helps out. Thank you for listening.